Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Writing Cabin with Tara Benner. I'm paranormal fantasy author Tara Benner, and this is my cabin. We all need to escape into story from time to time. So come on in, sit down by the fire, pour yourself a nice hot cup of coffee, and let's talk books. Now, before we get started today, I wanted to take a moment to thank my wonderful patrons. Patrons, your support not only funds the creation of new short stories, but it tells me that you enjoy my books so much that you want to support them and me directly. If you're not familiar with Patreon, Patreon is a platform that allows readers to support authors with a small monthly pledge. And if you would like to join our Patreon family, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash Labs. I create a brand new short story every single month for my patrons, as well as a special video diary. And you can gain access to that entire library of Patreon exclusive stories for just $2 a month. Or if you bump your pledge up to $3, you will get the book, uh, each new book that I release early as an ebook. Um, I get my books to my patrons before anybody else. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash Labs. This week's featured book is Demon Witch, book two in the Witches of Mountain Shadow series. Magic tore the veil between realms. Now demons are ravaging Mountain Shadow. When Fiona is attacked by a demonic wolf, she and Gabriel discover a tear in the veil. Demons are escaping from the underworld in droves, killing their mortal hosts. The police are baffled by the mysterious deaths, and Fiona is the only one who can stop them. The trouble is, Fiona doesn't know the first thing about slaying demons. To harness the power that is her birthright, she's going to need Gabriel's help. She's declared an uneasy truce with the hunter next door, but their shaky trust is about to be tested. Now, I chose Demon Witch as this week's featured book because a lot of you listening recently subscribed to my channel on YouTube, and I think nearly everyone who's come to my channel came in from the Ether Witch audiobook that I posted, um, but I'm not sure that it's entirely clear from the ending of that book that there are a bunch more books in that series because it doesn't really end on a cliffhanger. There's kind of a little tease of more to come at the end, but it's not like a hard cliffhanger like I've done with other series. And uh, there are more audiobooks available as well, so I will put a link in the description where you can find all of those. So it's time for my little life update that I do each and every week. And the big news in my world, really the only news in my world, was that my nine-month-old was sick for the first time in his life. And so he and I um, spent nearly an entire day in bed watching Bridgerton. Um, <laughs> I, I don't normally let the baby watch any TV with us. It's something that my husband and I do a little bit after he goes to bed, but I felt like he and I both needed a distraction. And I thought, what's the fun of being sick if you don't even get to watch any TV? And so because he was so sluggish and sad and fevery, I just laid him on my lap and we kicked back and we watched Netflix. <laughs> uh, and apart from him being sick and miserable and me not getting any sleep for the last couple days, it was actually kind of nice because 
I don't remember the last time I had an entire day just to kick back and watch Netflix for an entire day. Um, certainly I haven't done it since he was born. And so it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, uh, to take that day. Um, you know, we did the whole thing where we took him to the doctor because, you know, he's our first kid and it was his first sickness. And even though rationally I knew that it was most likely just this little stomach bug, we do have two dogs. And so there was a part of me that was kind of afraid that it could be some weird mountain dog parasite that they had picked up um, because, you know, we live in the country. My dogs are disgusting. Um, Last night, so my one dog who's half Malamute and half Cashound, he just likes to roam and be outside all the time. And he came in last night. Well, he didn't come in. My husband called him in and he comes into the light of the porch. And my husband said that he thought Nelson had been swimming, but there is no body of water anywhere near where we live. <laughs> and as he got closer, he realized that the dog was wet all over his head and neck and back because he had been rolling in some kind of poop, like animal poop. And he said there was too much of it to belong to any mammal except a bear. And it did have a really distinct stink to it. And I've seen bear scat around. We've seen other evidence that we have black bears around where we live. Thankfully, I have not seen one in the wild, but I'm told it is bear season. And so I guess I should be a little bit more careful with the dogs. Um, But thankfully, my husband took one for the team and hosed off the dog and gave him a bath. Nelson still smells faintly of bear shit, Um, (laughs) but uh, it's no longer the emergency level that it was last night. But suffice it to say, I was a little concerned that my kid had picked up some weird, nasty illness just from being around these dogs. But we took him to the doctor. The doctor said it was just a little bug, and I'm happy to say that he is better now. He has resumed his normal activities of crawling and pulling himself up and falling down and hitting his head and putting weird stuff in his mouth. So (laughs) thank heavens for small mercies, right? That's pretty much all I've been up to on a personal level this week. Uh, Now it's time for my writing update. And today is Thursday as I record this, and it is the Patreon launch of Warrior Witch. So my patrons get that early and they also are getting The Witch's Fortune, Fiona's prequel novella. Um, I actually released The Witch's Fortune to them as one of their monthly short stories. I broke it up into two parts over two months, but um, I got it edited. I got this beautiful new cover for it, and so I sent that to them as well so that they could add that to their digital library. I also sent a spicy alternate epilogue from Gabriel's perspective as the release bonus for this book. And so I'm really excited to kind of see what their reaction is to the uh, book six and the alternate epilogue and the novella. Um, I've spent a lot of time getting this book ready. It was a really long book. It was over 100,000 words. And so it took me a long time to edit. It was with my editor for a long time. 
I've been doing all this work to prepare for launch and finalize everything. And so the day that it goes out is a big day for me, but it feels a little anticlimactic because I just create the posts with the links and send it off. Um, but I still have lots more um, stuff to do for the other launches um, because Monday is going to be the VIP launch of book six, which means I'm going to put it up for pre-order and I'm also going to make it available from my website. This is the first time that I have done direct selling from my website and to kind of incentivize people to order from me. Um, if you buy book one for me or if you pre-order it, you'll also get the Witch's Fortune included with that for free. And that will not be publicly available until I think June 26th. Um, I want to say it's the third week of June that uh, the novella will be out. And so uh, this is kind of any everyone's only chance to get that early if they're not a patron. And then the official launch of book six will be on June 6th. So six, six for book six. And uh, yeah, so I have a lot to do still. I am going to be doing a Facebook Live the day before launch, and I've never done one of those before, so I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm hoping people will come just because I'm going to be giving away some really fun stuff, signed paperbacks and merch and all that good stuff. So that's kind of what I have coming down the pipe. Later today, I'm going to be recording a few more chapters of Blood Ties, which is Gabriel's prequel novella. And I'm recording those because I have a season coming up on read by the author with Lindsay Sparks. Lindsay Sparks is a friend of mine and a fellow author. And uh, that's her podcast. And my season on that starts May 25th. And so she and I will have a little sit down chat, talk about the book and the series. Uh, and then it'll just be me each episode reading that entire novella. And so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to be recording more of my novellas and short stories um, for my own podcast. Um, so lots of exciting things in the world of audio coming. Uh, as far as actual writing, I have about 19,000 words written on book one of the Mountain Shadow spinoff series. I had to kind of take a pause on that because I had to finalize book six and do all the uploading and putting together the ebook package. And so I haven't been doing a lot of creative work this week and it's made me just like itchy to write. <laughs> like anytime I go this long without writing or editing new material, I just kind of get antsy and, and miserable. And so, um, I don't know if I'm going to get to a whole lot of writing today because I have a lot of recording to do. Um, but if not, Come hell or high water, tomorrow morning, I'm putting new words on the page. And the big question that's kind of been occupying my mind lately is how I can link up two very different story worlds. Um, you know, as you know, I'm working on the spinoff. And so I have recurring characters from Mountain Shadow coming into play. Most of the story of book one takes place in Mountain Shadow itself. And so I'm hoping that I get a lot of people crossing over from the main series to the spinoff. Um, although the book one will be a true entry point. You won't have to have read the previous series to enjoy this new series. Um, 
But then the question kind of becomes, how do I link up that story world to the story world of the epic fantasy that I'm just dying to write? (laughs) Um, And I think that I'm going to do it kind of by way of the realms. So in Witches of Mountain Shadow, there is talk of different realms. There's the underworld where demons reside. There's the earthen plane where all the mortals and witches and vampires live. There is the spirit realm where spirits of the dead go, at least for a time. And so I've alluded to all these other realms and Fiona is actually able to call spirits into the earthen realm and travel to the spirit realm at certain points in the series. Um, But there are other realms. And so the spinoff series is kind of going to fall in the vein of portal fantasy, where the characters are able to travel to those different realms. And one of those realms is one that I've kind of been developing for an epic fantasy story. And uh, I don't know the, (laughs) I don't know if people who enjoy the spinoff will want to go explore that world in greater detail, like for an entire book or an entire series. But that's kind of my hope because this world that I've, you know, you can't just develop a realm real quick and just, oh yeah, sure, they go to this place and it's magical and whatever. It takes a lot of world building to figure out who lives there, what is the political system like, what is the magic that takes place there, you know, what creatures live there. Um, you have to really invent a whole new story universe. And it's been a lot of fun. I love world building. It's probably one of my favorite aspects of writing fiction. But it's also like you spent all this time thinking about a world. You just, you don't want it to go to waste. You want to write other stories that take place in that world. And I've been developing a couple of characters as well that kind of have been calling to me. And it's hard to be writing one series when your head's kind of in another at the same time. And so I'm kind of developing these two ideas in tandem with the idea that after readers get through with the spinoff series, they might be inclined to step into this other world because they've had a little taste of it already before. That might seem like I'm way overthinking and thinking too far into the future, but I'm an author, I do this for a living, and I have learned that when you switch series, and especially if you switch genres, it's really hard to get readers to hop from one to the other. You know, if there's an unresolved story, they're going to want to pick up book two, book three, book four in a series, but then once that series comes to a close, they might say, "Mm, I'd rather read something very similar to this than embark on this whole other series in a completely different world. And so I'm kind of always thinking of creative ways to get readers to make that leap to a new series, um, which is why I'm kind of trying out the spinoff. I've never done that kind of thing before. Um, but then with the epic fantasy, it's kind of a stretch to get people to cross over in that way because just because a reader likes stories about witches and vampires and werewolves doesn't mean they're going to like a story about dragons and mages and, you know, castles and things like that, <laughs> um, and elves and fairies. It's a very different 
fantasy reader. And some readers read both, but not all readers. And so um, to try to get people to make that jump is something that I'm exploring and experimenting with. But because this story has been on my mind so much, I think for my upcoming Patreon story, it's going to be high fantasy and it's going to take place in this realm that the protagonist in the spinoff comes from. I hope this isn't too confusing <laughs> for those not in my brain. Um, but yeah, I've been developing that. I wrote a tiny little snippet of that this morning. I only had about 20 minutes to write because my kiddo woke up super early Um but um, I'm really excited to develop that further. And I'm kind of waiting to see what the feedback is from my patrons. Um, and kind of, I want to take the temperature of my other readers to kind of see if they would be into a story like that in the future. So we'll see. That's it for my writing update. Now it's time for what I'm reading this week. And I actually just finished A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Maas. And I have to say, I was just blown away by this book. I was so into it. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know I was not a super big fan of A Court of Thorns and Roses. I hated pretty much the last third of the book. And I almost abandoned the series altogether. But there was all this buzz on TikTok about the series. And there's all these like videos and memes. And the series just has a huge super fan following. And as an author, I can't ignore that. Like anytime a series catches fire the way A Court of Thorns and Roses has, I have to understand why. And so I kept on with the series at the encouragement of several of my readers and a very aggressive mob on TikTok. And I'm so glad that I did because A Court of Mist and Fury is so much better than A Court of Thorns and Roses. The world building is richer. The characters are so much more interesting. Um, There's a lot of sexual tension in this book. It's very spicy. Um, And the ending, I did not see coming. I I was really surprised by the ending in A Core of Thorns and Roses, and I was equally surprised by the ending in this one. I really like how Sarah J. Mass continues to up the stakes in the world and kind of progress through villains like the hierarchy of villains um the other thing that she does incredibly well is turning the reader to putty in her hands by getting you to completely change your opinion of certain characters so this isn't really a spoiler at the end of a core of thorns and roses there was a character who i was like oh i hate this person He is so slimy and creepy and gross, and I have a feeling he's going to play a really big part in book two, and I just don't want to read anything about him anymore. And then by a third of the way through A Court of Mist and Fury, I'm like, this is my favorite character. (laughs) He's so interesting and funny and snarky, and I'm just like super into him. And that's a really incredible thing to do as an author is to change readers' opinions that drastically. And so hats off to you, Sarah J. Maas. Very well done. Um, I will probably go on to read the third book in that series, but at the moment I am reading The Witch's Blade by A.K. Mulford. That is the second book in her Crowns of Okrith series. I really enjoyed The High Mountain Court 
And The Witch's Blade focuses on completely different characters, so that's an interesting way to take a series, but I'm giving it a try because I enjoyed the first one so much. I'm also listening still to Blood Ties by Lindsay Baroker, and that is book two in her Agents of the Crown series. I'll probably, well, I don't know. I might end up finishing that before I embark on the third book in A Core of Thorns and Roses, um, but we'll see. I kind of want to know what happens next, and so I might have to listen to two at once. I, I tend to have one that I listen to before bed that's a little bit more low-key, and then a book that I listen to during the day that's that can be a little bit more intense and exciting. So maybe I'll be doing three at once like I have been the last few weeks. That's about all I have for you this week, but before we go, let's check the mailbox. And this week we have a question from Jess. Jess writes, I noticed that your series are all different lengths and the Witches series is ending at six. How do you know how many books are going to be in a series? Is that something you plan from the beginning? And yes, generally speaking, that is something that I try to plan out from the beginning is how many books are going to be in a series that does not always work out. So when I wrote my very first series way, way back in 2013, I made a trilogy and it was the Defectors trilogy. And I found that three books was just kind of hard for me. It, um, you really want to get invested in these characters and have these big sweeping narratives that span several books, but that's hard to accomplish in just three, I found. And so when I wrote my next series, The Fringe, I decided that was going to be five books because I just like odd numbers for a series. <laughs> and that turned out to be a really good length for The Fringe. And so when I wrote Lawless, I was like, this is also going to be five books. But as I was wrapping up book three, plotting book four, I thought to myself, mm, this doesn't really need to be five books. I could definitely wrap this up in four. So the fourth book I think was pretty long, but it turned out to be the perfect place to end that series. Um, when I was writing the Elderon Chronicles, I thought that book or that series was going to be six books. But then as I got kind of in the latter half of the series, again, I was like, mm, I don't really need to write that last book. Let me wrap it up here in five. And so that was a good length for that series. With Ether Witch, with Witches of Mountain Shadow, I very quickly felt with that series that I could write infinite books with those characters. And so I'd plan on six and six turned out to be just right because it was enough to tell the stories that I wanted to tell with those characters in that chunk of time. Um, but I don't know that I could have done more than six um, in a continuous story arc because at that point I just kind of am ready to move on to something else, even if it's set in the same world. I have written two novellas and lots of short stories in that world, but that's to me, that's different because those are really self-contained and they take place in a different span of time. They're not part of one continuous story arc. And so that makes it easier in a sense um, as an author. I, I find that it's really easy when you have established characters that you know really well to pull them out of the main series, put them in a different situation in a different time and write just a quick little one-off story with them. It's a lot of fun. It's pretty easy for me as well. 
I hope that answers your question, Jess. Um, thank you for sending it in. If you, dear listener, have any burning questions you'd like for me to answer on the podcast or just comments that you want right on the show, you can send your letters to tarabenner at gmail.com. You can also post in the comments section on YouTube or on any of my social media channels. I am at author Tara Benner on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also post them in our secret reader group on Facebook, Tara Benner's Reader Revolution. That's all I have for you this week, but feel free to stay in my cabin for as long as you like. We can drink all the coffee. You can crack open a good book, hopefully one of mine, and have a wonderful weekend.